Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. You're listening to episode... 50 brought to you by Songfinch. For 10% off your own custom song, go to songfinch.com and use the code all caps lovely. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely with me, Mackenzie Monroe from BoldTurquoise.com and CultivatingTheLovely.com and Jody McKenna from the original title, JodyMcKenna.com. Yes. <laughs> Formerly Granola Mom for God and yes. all kinds of things. So if you've been around in the blogosphere for a while, then you've probably heard of Jody from way back when. Yes, it was one of the original. Yes. And she's been on the podcast before, and this is Jody's first official co-hosting episode. Super excited. I'm so excited. If you want to hear more of the backstory of why Jody decided to come on as a co-host, you can go back and listen to our Christmas episode. But for this episode, we are going to be talking all about reading in 2018. I had the really clever title, I thought, of reading in the new year. Like, I wanted it to sound like ringing in the new year, but I'm not sure. I get it. I got it. Well, I think it's good. Thank you. It's good. Okay. So I want to do a little bit of like talking about what we read in 2017 and our favorites and that stuff, but then talk about moving into 2018, what we're reading, what you're hoping to read, and then maybe giving people some guidance if they're having trouble figuring out how to set reading goals and stuff. Sure thing. So It's exciting. I know. It's fun. Reading is one of my favorite things, and we've talked about it a few times on the show. I just, I love this topic. So what were some of your favorite books from 2017? Well, I recently just finished Tish Oxenwriter's book, At Home in the World. That's and... the top book on my list. I loved that book. Just I, I love her writing style, but I love how she not only loves her kids, but she likes them. Yes. And so it's very encouraging because not everyone likes their kids. That's true. Um, and there is a bit of a difference. Like, and she talked a lot about how, you know, they travel the world and people told them that they were insane to travel with their kids. Yeah. And I think that sounds amazing, but I understand the criticism because we often get criticized for traveling with our kids because we, since we own a small business, we, we take our kids everywhere because we're, you know, we can, we're independent business owners. And so they're often traveling with us and they help us run our business. And so for me, I felt very affirmed Mm. that this, while it may not necessarily be the norm, like it's okay. Like you can travel and enjoy your kids like it's okay so that was really good but I also appreciated her honesty and that it was hard it wasn't always easy Uh, another favorite is the five second rule this is about a lady who actually has these really famous TED talks Um, her name is Mel Robbins I believe and she talked about how she was in debt and depressed and just her marriage was a wreck and somehow she told herself that if she counted down to five, she could get something done. 
So she literally goes five, four, three, two, one, go. And she does it because actually the science behind that is if you wait longer, or if you counted one, two, three, four, five, your brain actually starts to produce protein. And when your brain produces protein, it's to stop, your brain will stop you down from, from moving forward because that, that burns calories and, and our bodies, you know, often try to conserve energy. So she talked about how it's really important to almost kind of pretend you are this rocket ship. And so when you know you should do something, just count down and do it. And it's been really fun hmm. to do that. Like I'll do that when my alarm goes off. Five, four, three, two, one, boom, go. And it helps me get out of bed instead of hitting snooze. Yeah. Or like the other day there was someone and I, I was wrestling in my head. Should I hug her? Should I not hug her? Which is really silly. Like why not hug someone? Yeah, but I, but I get so that. Rest- I totally get that. I was wrestling with it, and I just decided five, four, three, two, one, boom, and I hugged her. And I mean, it was like I had given her a bouquet of roses. And I thought, well, what would have happened if I hadn't done that? Mm-hmm. You know, like even phone calls, like five, four, three, two, one, boom, go. Because I don't like talking on the Me phone either. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing the productivity level, and even like. I managed to get out my workout and, and I actually did a workout the other day all because I counted down. That's so interesting. that was, that was a powerful one. Anything by John Acuff is great. Finish yeah. his newest one. Incredible. We heard I him really want to read that. Yeah. That is a really, really good book. So basically if you have a goal, cut your goal in half and that's way more realistic. Hmm. So if your goal is to lose 10 pounds with this new year, start with five. Because then if you actually lose six or eight, you've met your goal. And you're more likely after having a success to start a new goal and finish that goal. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times people will, if they didn't lose that 10 pounds right after with their New Year's resolution, then they just give up for the whole year. But if they actually met that goal and it was easy and measurable, they're more likely to set the new goal that they'll succeed in. That's a really good idea. And then for kid books. Mm. anything like the Penderwicks. I love the Penderwicks. So funny. And navigating early. And that one, I really think you need to listen to the audible version of it Mm. because the the person who's narrating it does a phenomenal job with that story. Okay. I love audiobooks. And some of these I have on my list are, I, I enjoyed them more, I think, because I listened to them. Yeah, yeah. One that we actually listened to was At Home in the World, which it's so fun because when you've listened, especially to someone's podcast, I feel like, and you really know their voice. I mean, I've read other books by Tish and I can hear her voice in my head when I'm reading it, Mm -hmm. but -hmm. it was really fun to just listen to. And my kids didn't listen to the whole thing, but they would pop in and out or I'd have it on in the car. And they thought it was so interesting, like hearing about all these places all around the Mm -hmm. world that maybe we can't jump over and go visit right now, but they could kind of take a little trip there through the book, which was really fun. Yes. Yes. And that's the great thing about reading for adults and kids alike is it allows you to travel somewhere else in the world. Yeah. And that's all from a book, all from sitting down or whatever you're doing. And I've really found probably over the last two years that writings from people who do that, they go someplace else, they live someplace else for a while, or they even just document like a trip they took. That is some of my favorite work to pick up. Like I just, I love feeling transported to that place and that culture and getting a taste of it. I just, those are some of my favorites. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I didn't read as many of... Well, okay, I did read one, but it was fiction. And it just totally drew me in. I've read stuff by Catherine Ray before, but this one was Mm. my favorite by far. It was called A Portrait of Emily Price. Oh. And she ends up in Italy. Like, I got halfway through the book, and I felt like that could have been a book. And then Mm. I was like, but there's so much more. I'm so excited. Like, I get to follow this farther than what I felt like a lot of books would have done. They would have just Mm -hmm. kind of ended it kind of in the middle. And so I was excited to see, like, how much farther she took it. And it's in Italy and the food and the, oh, Mm. it was just, I loved it. I read it probably over a weekend in the summer. It was so good. And then another one that I listened to was Talking As Fast As I Can by Lauren Graham. Mm. And it kind of takes her from Gilmore Girls to Gilmore Girls. It was a memoir, basically. Okay. And it was so much better than, not that I didn't think it was going to be good, but I think it was a a little bit deeper than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Like, she shared more wisdom that she'd kind of attained over the years and she's I mean she's Mm. so funny but it was really fun to listen to her read it and I just loved it it was really good and kind of on that same note the Magnolia story by Chip and Joanna Gaines that's on my list it was I listened to that one which was also really fun because they both pop in and out throughout Mm. it and Mm -hmm. it also had so much more wisdom from things they'd learned mm. just like about parenting or marriage or whatever that I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so my list is really long and it's almost all the books I read this year because <laughs> I guess I just had really good book selection this year. Yeah. But I was supposed to have Melanie Shankle on the show and then it didn't <gasps> pan out to have her oh, on. But she's I, funny. I just binge listened to all of her books and then I read her last one because they had sent it to me. And yeah. she was hilarious. Like, I loved it. Yeah. Those were really She's good. great. I yeah. started listening to her books when I had our daughter. And so I was out with the stroller walking and walking and walking just to help her get yeah. a nap. Yeah. And that's what I listened to. Lisa Joe Baker recommended her. And that's why I listened. Oh, yeah. I listened to him. It was during the summer when my kids were in summer camps where I was having to drive a ton every day. Mm-hmm. So I think I got through like three books in a week. <laughs> but yeah. they were. Yeah. I highly recommend those. So good. I've mentioned this book before. It was How My Book Became a Movie by Robin Jones Gunn. We talked about Mm. it when she was on the show. It's just this little itty bitty, like, I don't even know if it's 100 pages. But it was so much more than just about how her book became a movie. It was really Mm. inspirational and kind of like, she's just so full of joy and her trust in God was contagious And Mm -hmm. this book just, I mean, she encourages you to like ask God for the moon, like that he wants good things for us. And so I just, I loved that one. I loved Walk It Out by Trisha Goyer, which you guys can go back and listen to that Mm. episode because it was just so like hard hitting about our faith. And then the most recent one, I know my list is ridiculously long. Um, (laughs) Oh, Mere Motherhood. That's not even my most recent one, but by Cindy Rollins, Mere Motherhood. Excellent, but Hello Mornings by Cat Lee. I'm like halfway through it and I just want to savor it. It is so good. So good. I mean, I had Cat on the show talking about this book late last year, but it's just, it's excellent. She just, it's so much more than just about morning time. 
I can't recommend it highly enough. She's a neat, authentic lady. Yes. I met her a long time ago. Yeah, she stands out to me for sure. And her writing is super authentic. She was a little bit self-conscious, it seemed like, even, about that she is not just like this poetic writer. But it was so real and so readable. I Mm love it. So good. Man, you've given me a lot to put on my list. I kind of went crazy. Well, I like I was telling you, I got into my Goodreads app. I was like, well, let's see what I read this year. I was like, oh, my goodness. I read so many amazing things this year. Yay. Ladies, today I'm bringing you a sponsor that is unlike any other sponsor we've ever had for the show. And that is Songfinch. Now, when they first contacted me, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. They told me they were a company that creates songs from scratch based on information I would give them for whoever I wanted them to create the song for. And the song would be delivered within seven days and created by one of their 250 professional musicians. So as I started to get into this process with them, they sent me to their website where I was able to pick the genre of song that I wanted, give the details of who I wanted to create the song for, And I still at that point was like, I don't know, is this, what's this going to be like? Oh my goodness. Ladies, I had them create a song for my four kids. And within the first two lines, I was completely choked up. As you guys know, we have been going through a very difficult time. And I wanted a song that was personal, but also gave them hope and let them know that I will always love them and that everything's going to be okay. And I chose a hip-hop rap style because I knew that my boys would love that. They would love to dance to it. I wanted something that would be catchy, that would stick in their brains, something that could stick around with us forever. And they delivered. I still can't get through the song for more than a few lines before I get all teary-eyed because it's so personal to us and it was so perfect. So I wanted to just play a little clip of this song for you guys so you could see just how personalized it was. And if you want your own song created for anyone in your life with Valentine's Day coming up or for a birthday or any other occasion, you can go to songfinch.com and use the code LOVELY to get 10% off. I think that you will be as thrilled with your product as I am. So let's give it a listen. Just to let you know You're one of a kind, you're original And she loves you so much, yeah, it couldn't be truer So shout out Ellie, Emmy, Roman, and of course Judah It means the princess, and Ellie's got pep It means a ballerina, and Ellie is up next Roman and Judah got the basketball skills And when they start dancing, it's kind of a big deal Moves on moves, nothing stops the show And you can't stop Roman when he has his Legos Nothing but joy, just to see you all grow world is yours so watch you there'll be good days and bad days but you always have each other so see wasn't it so good i couldn't believe just how perfect it was i thought that he did an amazing job getting it done if you want to hear the rest of the song then you can stay tuned at the end of the podcast and i will play the whole thing for you and you can see just how witty and smart and wonderful it is so if you were recommending other people to be setting 
goals for their year. How do you think is the best way to do it? To pick all your books in advance or to just go with whatever comes up or pick a theme for the year or how have you done it? Well, if you remember my personality style. Yes. We have similar do, ones. <laughs> yeah, I don't do a lot of planning and I kind of just let the Lord bring books to me. So there's people I follow on Instagram because they give good book recommendations. Mm, yeah. Who? So I, one of them is John Acuff. Okay. Um, another one um, is my friend Sarah Ronk. Yes. Um, she's my friend too. I've actually met her in person. So yeah, excited. she's awesome. Um, really, those two are, are the ones that, that I often see <laughs> what they're reading. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I choose. And so I don't necessarily pick a theme. Um, I, I have a running list. So I use the scanner in book reads. So whenever we go to Barnes, like we were at Barnes a couple days ago, I put, if I see a book that I really want, or I see the recommendation from one of the Barnes employees, mm-hmm. I'll put that in my Goodreads app. Oh. Um, or if, or if I see it on Instagram, I'll, you know, add it to my Goodreads or like what you've just listed, I'll enter into my Goodreads mm-hmm. of this is what I want to read. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just kind of go through that. And that's how I choose my next book. Um, So, and then one of the ways I I make that happen, like I, my, actually my credit card gives me Barnes and Noble coupons. Oh, nice. (laughs) So that's how I get some of my books. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I don't pick a theme. I, I set a goal. Like my goal this year was to read 50 books. I'm currently at 51. So I've either read those or listened to them. Um, but next year, you mean your I'm goal for with... 2017 oh, was right. that. Yeah, it was 20, was uh, 50 books. And so I, um, at the time of this taping, then yeah. 51. Because it is still 2017. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to do that over? <laughs> I don't care. It's up to you. I like the realness. People appreciate when we're normal people. <laughs> So at the time of the show, I, my goal was 50 and I'm at 51, but we have a drive down to Florida. So I will be listening to books while we're yeah. driving down now for 2018. My goal is 60. Wow. Now I, I, I question that, like, should I go for more since I accomplished this one, I think successfully. And I decided to go more with John Acuff's approach. I'm not quite having it having it. But yeah, um, I think adding 10 more is doable because I know we're going to have some travel. So that means I'll read more. Um, so that's just my goal. And in Goodreads, um, it actually lets you choose a goal. Yeah. And, and then it has that little bar that encourages you how you're doing that magical bar tells you if you're behind on your goal or ahead of your goal based on when in the year you're looking at it. Yeah. It's awesome. And then part of the accountability that makes it fun for me is then when I read a book, I post it on Instagram and I yeah. try and tell a little bit about that. And so that also motivates me because then it makes my book reading more like art to me. Yeah. And and a way to tell a story myself. I love that. That's a great idea. I need to do more of that. I mean, I occasionally do, but yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Now, I actually do have a bit of, of uh, I guess, reasoning to the books that I do read. So I have my Bible, like my morning quiet time bag. Yeah. And in that bag, I have my Bible study and my Bible. So it's whatever Bible study I'm working on. Um, 
And then I have a personal development book or memoir. So like, that's Mm. how I read Tish's book. That was my personal development or memoir. Okay. And then I read a business book and then I read an essential oil book. So I always have really four books going at once. Yeah. I I often have a lot of books going at the same time. Yeah. And then on the Kindle beside my bed is usually like a light historical Christian fiction book just because it's mindless and that's how I can end my day. Yeah, I like that. And so what would you say your ratio between audiobooks and books you're actually reading would be? I probably read more print than I do audio, mostly because like I have to be on a trip to do my audiobooks. Okay. Um and and actually m- my husband and I fight over who gets to drive. Because whoever drives gets to listen to the books the most. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, because you're not turning around or yep. to administer snacks or yes. break something up. Um, and then, like, if I'm doing dishes nine times out of ten or I'm cooking, someone comes in and asks me a question. And mm-hmm. so I end up getting interrupted. Yeah. And so the motivation for me to listen to it when I know I'm going to be interrupted, I would rather silence. Mm. Um, so I probably do more, um, actual book reading because I'm a tiny bit of an introvert. And so that book reading makes me feel like I'm alone in in a cave. And that's very restorative to me. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) That's how I cultivate the lovely on a daily basis. What about you? Well, okay. So like, as far as my overall planning for the year, it's, I would say, like you said, you don't really plan things, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because we are both ENFPs, mm-hmm. but yeah. I am a planner because that mm. helps That's me. right, you are. I know, like crazy. It gives me, I don't know why. It gives me just like, huh. if I if I have things decided in advance, then I don't have to spend that energy deciding about them. So mm. I do, but I, but really my process doesn't look all that different from yours. Like I have, I categorize all my books in Goodreads based on, you know, what type of book they are. But then I also create a list for each year of like books that I'm hoping to read specifically Mm -hmm. in that year. So it may be Mm -hmm. going back through my other lists and seeing what I didn't get to the year before, or there's specific genres that I want to read more of. Like maybe I want to read more travel books or more memoirs or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I'll put just an outlandish number of books in that list that I know I can't read, but I feel like then when I get to the point where I'm like, oh, I don't know what to read next. I have this kind of pre-done like shortened list instead mm-hmm. of the hundreds that I could have to paw through otherwise. Yeah. And so yeah. that that's kind of how I do it. This last year, I was sent so many books for the podcast. Oh, you just now sent them to me and I'll read them for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because for the most part, I mean, there were a couple times this year where I just could not get it read in time because I would mm-hmm. either just not have enough time with the book or whatever. But that has been a big part of my reading this last year is just prepping Mm, for the podcast and so and like really trying to get a good grasp on what the person was saying and you know so that because I don't want my episodes to just sound like every other podcast that they're on when they just have their talking points like I like to have my own questions to talk about so that was a big part of my reading this last year I don't think it will be as much that way in 2018 just because we've changed the format of the show I'll still Mm -hmm. have authors on but it's not going to be like every episode is Mm -hmm. a new author 
So I feel like, okay, it'll be a little bit more manageable and I'll be able to read more of what I want to read. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that I don't have any, like, I haven't heard of any specific books that are coming out in 2018 that I like definitely have on my list. Oh, I want to read that. But I know that if certain authors release things, that I'll read it. You know, oh, if, yes. if Tish comes out with another book, I'll read it. If Trisha Goyer comes out with one or um, Catherine Ray usually comes out with one every year, like mm-hmm. I, I will definitely read those. I do want to read Chip Gaines new book Yeah. or listen to it. So that's kind of like looking forward for me. And I'm actually, I'll probably take John Acuff's advice, although I was, when I was thinking about it, it, it wasn't Johnny Cuff's advice. It was just what I was going to do. I, because I shot high this year, but then life got in the way and I just mm-hmm. did not make my reading goal. So I'll probably shoot lower this year. Like I'll probably yeah. only put 20 books on my list just so when I get to the end of 2018, I feel like awesome. <laughs> I was able yes. to get that done because I also, you know, 2018 is a big year for the podcast we're stepping up and my voiceover stuff. Like there's a lot of other things demanding my time and yeah. I don't want reading to feel like a burden, like, oh, right. I'm failing at that. And so if I'm able to have a little bit more reasonable goal, then I think it can be something that feels more nourishing and like self-care to me instead Mm -hmm. of like, oh, I messed that up too. (laughs) Right. I mean, you don't want it to feel like a job to read, you know? Yeah. Because then you're not going to engage as much with the material. And I think it's interesting if you, if you, well, of course, there's the famous saying, leaders are readers or readers are leaders, things like that. Um, which I fully agree with that. But the other thing I think is interesting about people who read is they're doing more than just thinking about people. They're thinking about thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you so much conversation that you can have with people yeah. because your mind is engaged yes. and and you're thinking about all these different things and you're traveling to places in your mind yeah. and in your imagination. I think that is so important. Mm-hmm. So your, I think your goal sounds healthy. I mean, I know what your 2018 looks like. So yeah. I think your goal sounds healthy and will be encouraging to others as you're, as you're going through, you know, getting those 20 books done, like that's doable and measurable and can happen, you know, yeah. totally. Well, and I want to be able to internalize what I'm reading because mm-hmm. there have been times in the past where I've got this goal of, I want to read, you know, 40 books or whatever. But then it's like, I'm just pounding through them to be able to check them off in my Goodreads and not really getting as much out of them as I think I could. Like, I want to be able to highlight and reread things and, you know, scribble down notes of my favorite lines and that kind of thing. Even if I never look at those notes again, I find that I just remember those things better if I've written them down. Right, right. And... So I really want more of a chance to be able to allow myself to do that without just trying to hit this big goal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you internalize your reading and like make sure you're really remembering, especially when you're reading at that pace? Yeah, because uh, on, on Audible, I probably listen at one and a half, sometimes two speed. Yeah. Um, I often, because I read more paper books, um, I highlight and underline, and that's mm-hmm. why I almost always buy my books because I yeah. write in them so much. And that process, once again, it's that writing. I love writing yeah. and that helps me remember it. Um, 
I'll sometimes make an Instagram, like, well, I just, I love Instagram. Yes. (laughs) So I'll turn, like, if there's a powerful point, I'll end up turning that into an Instagram post. I love that. Or I turn around and I will either, uh, mostly I will um, try and teach someone it, whether it's my kids or Mm. um, talking with my husband or really with our business. Um, You know, we have a team that we, this big Facebook group and, and I'll just share what I'm learning there and I'll teach it and then reteach it a couple of times on a, in a couple different platforms. Cause mm-hmm. that's one of the best ways to remember yeah, it is by teaching absolutely. it to someone. So if it's really, really important, I reteach it. Like remember, um, our episode in the fall, I told you about overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so part of that, that's why I brought it up is so that I would remember that yeah. God, God does want us to be overwhelmed, not with life, but with him. Yeah. And that's why I kept telling you that because I yeah. was like, I'm going to remember this. I'm going to remember this. So and you that's do. the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing I remember about that book, because I think that was the most important part of that workbook. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think that reteaching thing is such a good idea. And plus, when you're doing it like on Instagram or something like that, what a great way just to support the authors that you enjoy their work mm-hmm. right. by sharing it with other people. Right. Like it's been fun. Like, uh, I met um, Erin Ehrlich. You know, she does the growly books with her husband. Sorry, Erin, okay. if I botched your last <laughs> name. Um, and it's been fun because whenever we're reading that book, I always tag her in, about it. Yeah. And it's so fun because she'll always write something back. Yeah. And so it's neat to have that connection with an author when they actually notice. Yes that you're using their book and it's, I don't know, it's just, everyone feels happy about it. Yeah. I just think it's encouraging all the way around. Like it's exciting to hear back from the authors that you're reading their work, but then they feel so encouraged about it too. And the fact that you're sharing it with other people, that's just, that's what authors, you know, need yeah. from us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So do you have any specific books on your list for 2018? Um, Man, you're asking me if I've planned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would, trying to think what I'm reading right now. I would actually, I bought um, several um, young adult books. Okay. Um, So I just started reading Wonder. And I want to get through the Wonder series just to see if it's, if I'm okay with my son reading it. I Mm -hmm. I don't really know much about it other than I know there's a movie coming up. Yeah, it's um, out now. Yeah. And then I've got some on Audible because there was a big sale. And so I just oh, fun. plucked in a lot there. But I have several going right now. So I don't know that I have one that like, oh, I am going to read that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm giving you kind of a dead answer for that one. Yeah. Well, it's similar to mine. <laughs> I think I'm just looking out more for the authors that I really like. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and seeing what people start recommending. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Ann Bogle's podcast, What Should I Read Next? And if you ever listen, please have me on your show because you can tell me what to read. Well, her, that book, The Reading People, talk about personality tests. I want to read that. Did phenomenal you, book. Really? I need to yes. pick that one up. That goes, that's on my 2018 list. There you go. I highly recommend that book. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, my friend it, Sarah and uh, my and Sarah's friend Sheila, um, Sheila's got this whole the deliberate reader blog that's amazing, and Sheila has always recommended um, Anne. So yeah, that's how I got hooked on Anne. Yeah, 
And I love her podcast. Like, I don't always agree with, I mean, she does a lot more grisly books. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I'm not so much into the murder mystery genre. But still, it's just so interesting to hear how people read and how it's a part of their lives and all mm-hmm. that. I'm hoping to have her on the show this spring. I think it would be super fun. Yeah, she subscribes to a, a book club. And I did for a season, too. But a lot of them were murder ones. And I, my imagination just can't handle that. Yeah, I just, I'm not in Yeah. <laughs> I've got enough stress in my life without all that. So I let Anne filter those books for me. There and then you I decide go. which ones. There you go. <laughs> Okay. All right. So we, neither of us are like new in our motherhood years, Mm-mm, you know? No and mm-hmm. so I would love to get a glimpse of like how your reading has changed <laughs> over the years. Well, it definitely has changed for sure. Like yeah. when my kids were little, I loved when they fell asleep nursing yes. because <laughs> I just kept reading. Yes. <laughs> and, and like we would be at family gatherings or even my husband would be like, wow, the baby really nursed a long time. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, they did. I know. Sorry, <laughs> I disappeared in the other room for three hours. And I was because I was reading. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to read a lot while I was nursing. Um, thank you, Boppy, for supporting my hand and yes. my baby. <laughs> um, I would read during nap times. That was part of self-care for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I would read at night or back in the day when we had a working uh, tub, I would, you know, do an Epsom salt bath with some oils and, and make it really hot. And I would read mm-hmm. for like an hour and it was amazing. Nice. Now, um, my reading is typically during my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes on a Sunday, I'll read in the afternoon. Um, and then at nighttime, if I'm going to read, it's usually on my Kindle and it's like some Christian novella that I've gotten for free on Kindle, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Because at night, because it, it's just so intense, like our school is so intense now with, yeah. with having a middle schooler and then one almost in middle school and the other two, you know, we have one um, who's dyslexic. So like our, our schooling, my brain is done. And then not to mention the fact I'm still working. Yeah. Um, I, I just want something fun, light, easy. I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And then I can fall asleep much easier. Yeah. So Kindle is my fun vacation. That's my vacation is my, on my Kindle. Yeah. I think that's really good. And I'm, I've kind of been like reassessing, okay, what does my morning routine look like? What does my evening mm-hmm. routine look yeah. like? And I think like one of the things I've been thinking about specifically is I need to just tell myself just for five minutes, just read a fiction book. Yeah, because yeah. it just helps you to not get let your mind get run away with all kinds of other thoughts. Just mm-hmm. kind of transports you for a while, and mm-hmm. that's just yeah, it's so nice. And I enjoy Christian fiction. I think you know sometimes I think people and are really like my husband. So I would say almost the worst about this are really hard on themselves, you know, about reading fiction. Mm-hmm. And I don't think. I, well, I, yeah, I don't think that there's anything wrong with reading fiction. Yeah. Um, I mean, even even Jesus used stories yes. to get yes. a point across. So, I mean, there's so much power in stories yes. that you can use to, to really actually talk to someone about something that's going on. So I can read about, um, 
I'm trying to think of a, of a book, but um, like, let's say the Count of Monte Cristo, which is one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. So I can talk about this duress that the count is under and then relate that to someone in their life. Like, yeah. well, what did you think about this? Like, there's just, it, it allows really almost a, um, a way to, to speak to someone through a theme of a book that makes them feel like they're not being attacked or it's a way of expressing their emotion or how they would feel to explore something safely. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I think, I think fiction is one of God's gifts really for Mm -hmm. letting our brains unwind or process. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just the power of story like that, honestly, Mackenzie, that would be almost a whole nother podcast that we should plan is the power of story and how, how when story is crafted, right, it brings someone in emotionally and really what that does. I mean, story, that is my favorite topic right now. So actually I do, I can tell you what I am going to be reading next. It's Donald's Miller book on story branding. Oh, interesting. That is, that I, that is on my wish list. Well, I'm going to need to put that one on mine too. (laughs) That sounds good. I totally agree with the story thing. I've talked about it before a couple times on the show. I know, especially with Robin Jones gun, because like I grew up on the Christy Miller books and at a time Mm. in my life when, you know, my parents were pretty new Christians and I was trying to figure out what this all looked like. Those stories gave me a tangible example of a girl who was around my age, who was trying to live a faith-based life. You know, Mm -hmm. and that was so powerful to me for decisions I was making and how I was handling things. I think there's just something to be said for story. I mean, even a lot of our schooling, like for history, when it's a story that draws my kids in, they remember it. And when it's not just like the hard, cold facts, when they know how the people felt about what was happening and Mm -hmm. the other things that were going on in the founding fathers' lives beyond just the political decisions they were making, you know, it just, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it takes the reading to a whole different level because you're emotionally tied to it. Right. You know, and that's why I think navigating early was such a powerful story for us. And, and even, um, Oh, it's the book. Is it called Ivan? It's about this, um, gorilla or ape that was in a zoo. Hmm. Um, both of those books, opened up doors for me to have really, really deep conversations with our kids Mm -hmm. about some pretty big issues and, and just life, like the fact, not the facts of life, not as in the birds and the bees, but just life, big life issues. And those stories were gentle enough to be able to talk about them and to bring up that, those different subjects and powerful books. Yeah. I love that. I think we should we should deep dive on that. I would love to because that's completely been my obsession recently is stories and the power of them and then how to tell them. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Okay. Well, yeah. I think that was a really fun look at just kind of summing up our 2017 reading and looking forward into the next year. I so, agree. So would you like to tell us one way that you are cultivating loveliness in your life right now? I am cultivating lovely. Uh, one of my favorite places um, to shop for groceries is Trader Joe's. If you mm-hmm. don't have a Trader Joe's in your area, I'm really sorry. I was just there um, today. But Aldi's is a Trader Joe's too, kind of. Oh. Um, I don't know if Aldi's has this or not, though. But Trader Joe's has flowers for $3. Yes. And oh, so... my goodness. I was just <laughs> telling my mom about this today. Go ahead. Yes. 
So especially during the winter months, I like to buy myself flowers. Yes. <laughs> and I do it because it, it's like having spring in my house yes. and it, it's a three dollars. I would I will gladly give up a Starbucks for it mm-hmm. or, I, you know, some something I don't necessarily need just to have flowers because they bring so much joy and they smell good and they're just pretty. Yes. So what about you? Well, I love that. And it kind of goes along with mine right now is, you know, for those of you who don't know, you can jump over to our Facebook group at Cultivating the Lovely Prayer News Group and find out more of the details there. But I'm going through a big life transition right now and kind of, you know, reframing what things are going to look like, especially in the next year or so. And as I'm looking towards, you know, getting a place of my own with my kids and that kind of stuff, I I mean, I'm able to kind of decide what our life is going to look like. And so I've been spending time on Pinterest, like finding ideas for how to decorate and make a space really personalized in a rental Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. different things that you can add. I found like this really great removable wallpaper that you can use in rentals. And so Mm. just like finding little things like that. And even just Mm -hmm. as I'm assessing my budget and that kind of thing moving forward, I have this, this list of like, okay, well, when, when I'm, you know, on my feet enough, these are certain things that I really want to make room for in my budget. And one of them, when we were at Trader Joe's today, I looked right at my mom and I said, flowers are going to be in my budget. I want fresh flowers because it just brings life into a space. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so, yeah, I'm doing a lot of that. Just kind of looking at like with hope, what, Mm -hmm. how we can be crafting our life and really making it look the way that will be nourishing to me and my kids. So... So it kind of sounds like you're creating a vision board for 2018. Yeah, kind of. Yep. Yeah. Because by doing that, you're putting that in front of your face. So like, let's say you're looking at that a couple times a week, then it's, it's bringing to mind, okay, this is my goal. This is, this is what would be lovely. This was, this is what would make my children feel warm, safe, loved, like homey, like creating, like, that's really powerful that you're doing that. Yeah, it's and it just is hopeful because mm-hmm. it lets you know like, oh, things might be hard right now, but I'm not always going to be sleeping on the living room floor. <laughs> like, yeah, I will have a bedroom again someday and it can be this little sanctuary that I can be in. And wow, how much more appreciative of that space will I be by the time that I have it, you know, right, and right. and wanting to create those places for my kids as well. So it, it just feels like keeping that hope alive. Yeah. So yeah. Anyhow, well, thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful the rest of your January. Thank you. You too. And I will see you again in February. Fantastic. I can't wait. I know. It'll be so fun. All right. Bye. Bye. That's it for this episode of Cultivating the Lovely. But before we go, I want to ask you guys a question. How often do you think about the story you are writing? We have talked about this topic a little bit on Cultivating the Lovely in the past, but my co-host today, Jody McKenna, is one of a handful of people that I know in real life that are doing an amazing job of living intentionally. Her website is your docent to cultivating a real-life story full of beauty, out-of-the-box health hacks, curiosity, and relationship. 
you can begin your tour and getting to know Jody better at jodymckenna.com forward slash lovely. And I would love for you to hop over there and get to know her a little bit better. Also, if you guys want to stay up to date on everything that's going on, there are a few ways that you can do so. One is making sure that you're signed up for our weekly newsletter if you go to cultivatingthelovely.com and just get signed up so that we can send you every Tuesday when we have a new podcast episode out and all the other things that are going on with the Cultivating the Lovely community. We also have our Facebook group, which is growing like gangbusters, and I'm loving seeing all of you there. So be sure that you check that out. Just search Cultivating the Lovely on Facebook. And of course, we've got Patreon. There's a ton of new stuff going on with Patreon. In February, we're bringing in weekly live videos on Wednesday mornings, brand new printables. We're focusing on the master bedroom and morning and evening routines all throughout the month of February. We've got a book club, daily check-ins in the Facebook group, and all sorts of other fun stuff that I think you're really going to want to be a part of. So head over to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely, and you'll be able to find out all the details in the post that talks about the February lineup of everything that's coming up. Also, thank you to all of you who've been leaving ratings and reviews and iTunes. It helps get the podcast shared within iTunes, which is a huge way for the podcast to continue to grow and sustain itself. And thank you also for supporting our sponsors. It makes such a big difference to keep the lights on here at Cultivating the Lovely. Thank you so much. And until next week, when I am back with Leah Bowden again, and we are talking about home decor, it's a super fun episode. Go be bold and gracious. song from your mom just to let you know you're one of a kind you're original and she loves you so much yeah it couldn't be true so shout out ellie emmy roman and of course judah it means the princess and ellie's got pep it means a ballerina and ellie is up next roman and judah got the basketball skills and when they start dancing it's kind of a big deal moves on moves nothing stops the show and you can't stop roman when he has his legos nothing but joy just to see you all and the world is yours, so watch you go. There'll be good days and bad days But you'll always have each other, so it's okay Through the good times and the hard times One thing is for you'll sure You'll always be loved Always and forever You'll always be loved Through the stormy sweat Snuggled up on the couch, all hanging out while watching Full House. All the catchphrases like how rude, can't forget, cut it out, and you got it, dude. Mom and kid dates, grab the ice skates, pick a time, pick a movie, and I better be great. Long as you know you're always on her mind, remember, have courage, and I'll always be kind. Cause you're the definition of what hope is, right next to her heart is the closest. So believe her when she tells you that she loves you not the most but the most there'll be good days and bad days but you'll always have each other so it's okay through the good times and the hard times one thing's for you'll sure. always be